Let us record. I never stopped. The, the, the Spotify bio is just the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can absolutely judge a musical act by their, but what they choose to put forward about themselves in a Spotify bio. Military gun can't be stopped. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe workshop that line. I mean, the evidence is that, that military guns can't be stopped. Stopped, I also guess. Also military bombing and military rockets and things like that. But it's military with an IE on the end, so it doesn't... Yeah, not, I don't not, know. Not like the ones they, they're, like, using on the little kiddies in, in Gaza. It's different. It's a different kind of military gun. Well, also an, an LA band with... Down here. Um, We're starting with a military the- gun, I can tell, on, on Tripping Balls episode 370. I'm Docking Bezo. 370. Yeah, just, just gloss over it. It's just time, you know, time, time, time. Look what's become of me. Um, military gun. They are kind of an indie jangle band with 90s throwback vibes. Softer end of hardcore. Solid pop backbone. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely the, the, the hardcore vibes are definitely there, but you're right about being on the on the softer end. Yeah. It you know like the the rev used to hold was quite a popular hardcore venue probably because we booked them. Um, also because it was full of concrete and the, the, all that shouting bounces off the bounces off the walls quite well. And I actually think you're right. I think this would be too soft for the aesthetic that those fans enjoy. Like Yeah. Hardcore is like throwing yourself around and throwing yourself into the music. Like, there's there's a real sort of way of appreciating it, which yes. watching it live made me understand and appreciate the music a lot more than just listening to the music. I, I can sort of understand the uh, like the, dedication the, the to the bit almost. You know, you've got yeah, a, and it, the, it, they uh, kind of sell it almost like wrestlers. They sell the music itself might not be that much, but they sell it with their enthusiasm. They sell it with their dedication to the piece. Um, I kind of felt like this was a bit like, you know, pop, pop punk exists, so why shouldn't pop hardcore? Hardcore exists, that's right, yeah. yeah this I is just... basically pop hardcore. It's And it's, musically, it's good. It's not much more than that. It's probably one of the many solidly listenable but not remarkable albums of 2023. I'd give it somewhere in the B, you know, B to B+. plus. It's fine. It's good. It, it's it, okay. It, it didn't make my album like it didn't make my reconsider list no it's, it's it's not it probably isn't in the top 20 albums we've listened to this year but it's if somebody put it on you'd be like oh it's pleasant enough it's fine it's good okay actually uh, i've got a mate that's right into a couple of mates that are right into hardcore i should have sent it to them and seen whether they were like oh, this is this is hot garbage you know this is way too poppy this or is, this is fucking soft shit bro yeah or no, whether they're like oh, no, this is you know, this is this is an extension of what what we enjoy, and you know, this is our this is our chill out music. This is our trip hop to yeah. you know to, to to American rap sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I was more thinking about it in the context of like much more poppy bands like Daisy or, or you know, Bully, who they've collaborated with in the past. It's kind of it's a slightly more hardcore tinged version of, of pop rather than a pop tinged version of hardcore. hardcore I, I, that's where yeah. I would put them on that. Um, yeah, I mean, pleasant, fine. B to B plus, super, what, great. What, Thanks for coming. What would have you called? No doubt, is no doubt pop pop punk. 
No, or is they he, had that is scar. Is it just straight they, pop? They, they were more, yeah, pop punk, but they had that scar, scar element to them, and probably more yeah. pop than punk. Oh, def- definitely more pop than punk, but uh, but definitely in thinking, that space. I was just more thinking of them in uh, in in a space where you can be pop and be like write really catchy pop songs with the bones of a genre behind it that turns into a good album. Like, I, I still think Tragic Kingdom's just just an absolute banger of an album. Like, sure, it's it's very poppy, but it's still a really well-written album. Um, and, and I think that's because of what they were pull- – like, the genre stuff that they were pulling from. You know, like, they sort of mined the best bits and then smashed it into pop songs. This doesn't feel like that. I don't know whether they're really capturing that in that they're – Mining the best bits of hardcore and then writing really good pop songs around it. Like, it's interesting it- that that having a, a female lead almost buys you more. Yeah, yeah, a lot of leeway to do that. Whereas I can't think of too many all dude pop punk bands that would have got like. I mean, Blink One Eighty Two tried, but they just wrote kind of mawkish songs about suicide in a way that they didn't. It, it they. They land differently to like "Don't Speak" by mm. um, uh, by No Doubt. It's a different sort of feel. So um, yeah, um, and, and most of that is about people's judgments about your band rather than what your band's actually capable of. But yeah, yeah. I, I was more thinking of like, is there is there a hook in this in this album that like that you can name off the like off the drop of the hat? Because I'm looking at the track listings going. Uh, I can't no, really. It was, it was more a wave of of you know pleasant, adequate noise. You know, it was as I say, yeah. it was an adequate album. It was entirely pleasant. It was what we want at this point of the year. And I've noticed this in in past years. We are much harder markers at this end of the year than we are at this album. If we'd reviewed this album in February, we'd be like, "Yeah, this is decent. Yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this, how this, how we think about this album later in the year." Now it's like, "Nah, yeah. nah, not good enough. Fuck off." <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. I've got enough friends. I don't need more friends. Um, it, it's a little bit like that. Well, shall we uh, get on the level? What What did you think of Dallas Tamira's EP ish album? Yeah. So this is this is again entirely competent in its genre. It's very well done, neo soul. Um, it's it's the it's the lounge version of Fat Freddy's Drop without well, yeah, all the all the uh, impetus to it. Because his his vocal is so um, characteristic, he almost has to yeah. go completely doubless, doubless, and keeping it real. You know, he's got to be mm. completely doubless so that he doesn't he doesn't sound like Fat Freddy's. Um, and so he's kind of trying to do his Troy Kingy. He's trying to get his, trying to get his Troy Kingy on, and the it, it works, but it never really extends beyond it, it's lovely to good. Mu- it's lovely music to cook dinner to, or to have a drink on the deck when you're talking to other people. But it's that's incidental about music, it. which is pretty yeah. much where Military Gun were. You know, it's kind of apart from the if you, if you if you change Military Gun's vocal from. Uh, scream out hardcore to just someone singing in the normal register then then it would be the same kind of thing it's just pleasant incidental yeah and like like I rated this probably a little bit higher just because I really like listening to this dude sing yeah oh, look <laughs> he is he has a voice for Neo Soul he sh- you know he could have I mean Fat Freddy's been in the game for 25 years now yeah. but he would have been a great Neo Soul singer you know he could have he could have gone solo 
years ago and done this shit because he has such a such a really great voice for soul. Uh, but that's why and, and, he's out front of, of New Zealand and possibly the world's greatest fucking reggae barbecue band. And he sort of normally scratches this itch guesting on other people's songs, right? Yeah. Um, and this this also has the vibe of him and Moo were sitting around waiting for the rest of the band to get back from the airport. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's let's just record a couple of these songs we've got banging around without any horns or guitar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's super enjoyable, but like popcorn, basically, you know. You enjoy it, and then yeah, it, and then it you- kind of suits that it's an EP. Yeah, yeah. That it, it's not. Well, they don't take it seriously enough to make it a standalone album, so you know we'll we'll kind of uh, appreciate it on that level. In that sort of vibe, it's remember that Sims EP from a few years ago, and that that's what that. Yeah, but that was more about transitional ideas that didn't fit into the next project. Whereas I don't, Fat Freddy's don't change their their project as much album to album. True. So it, it wasn't like these are ideas that don't fit into the next high concept piece of art I want to put out because that's not really this is more I want to do some stuff that doesn't sound like Wandering Eye being remixed over and over again yeah <laughs> which has been a lot of what they've done the- yeah. um, there is one of those Fat Freddy remixes uh, songs that I really really enjoy and I was like quite happy to have those remixes just for that one uh, the rest of it's pretty much made the same. Okay, so had you heard of No Cigar? Like, they're a Kiwi band, had they? Not at all. Not at all. It's interesting they have as many Spotify monthly listeners as Military Gun. And I feel like these are both kind of bands that were made in the Spotify era. They're very of the Spotify era. Bands can get enormous and you never even know, have heard of them at all because they're in their niche and they're in their genre. Yeah. Um, again, we were talking about bios earlier. It's like with elements of alternative folk and indie rock, they also utilize groove-based rhythms with psychedelic undertones to keep your feet moving, ampersand your shoulders rolling. And what I want to know is when did Chat GPT start writing bios? Because that is fucking well. And where is the impenetrable bullshit? But where is the site? There's no psychedelic in this. No, there's no groove. Ha- there's no. However, I really like this album. I and and. I, was, I, I was don't tr- like you because you've got appalling <laughs> taste. Because this is boring, <laughs> simpering, soft wave melancholia. I knew you were going to do this. Uh, this is why you've pretended to like this album in order to get this response, which is good podcasting. We're peeling back the curtain. But this has fucking wig sauce, piss and garbage. What the fuck? <laughs> These guys are a festival band because festivals now suck. You'd fucking sit in a tent and listen to hold music being performed by some cunt with a fucking acoustic. Yeah, the, uh, uh, like I knew this was the approach you were going to take, and, I, and it's it's the way approach I'm going to take. As though I chose this, as though it wasn't <laughs> felt in my guts, as though my soul didn't say you must stand fast against this fucking milk toast simpwife bullshit. Okay, so. The reason I think it this is elevated up above a lot of bands that play at that speed with that sort of attitude, which Ocean is Alley, oh, um, yeah, the yep. Rubens fucking most is of be- this the Triple J will fucking love this shit. It is because I think it's a lot more bass and drum forward than those bands. Those bands tend to have a vocal and a guitar, and there is some bass in there somewhere, but you pretty much have to change the mix on your headphones or your speakers to find it. This was a lot more, at least 
when I listened to it on the headphones, like I really enjoyed how much they pushed the bass up into the mix and that the guitar was sort of like this counterpoint to the to the bass guitar playing. His voice has that, I will agree, has that real Triple J, milk toast sort of sound. Well, he actually it, sounds like he wants to be in Kings of Leon. It's got a very kind of, yeah. it sounds a lot like late Kings of Leon where they just were just going to, it was howling like a dog that had been kicked in the ass. Uh, that seems to be kind of the vibe they're giving. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't co-sign any of your views on this album. This was <laughs> simpering wombles. This is like they're calling themselves No Cigar, and it's like, no, you're not even as close as No Cigar. You're miles yeah. away. I, I like it. Like this. This is more in that shins um, melancholy. Like, like I, I, I have a, a soft spot for that sort of music when it's done in a particular way which is funny because like the like i'm fully behind you on the ocean alleys of the world i find that incredibly boring so where is the line where it trips over for me into something that i enjoy i'm not quite sure but i enjoyed this and i I can't help you i'm not i'm not that kind of doctor i can't um (laughs) you can tell it's just because they're not from australia that seems to be the only difference because these guys yeah. remind me of the most mediocre band in the history of the world, 660. Okay. Yeah, and no, I didn't... You're, we're I, I not didn't allowed to diss in Dunedin because they come from, like, they are like a Dunedin um, staple. Like, a, they they formed at 660 Castle Street while they were students here. And they've gone on... To, and they've, they've turned out to be decent people, but their music... By God, their music is beige. Their music is I, like a plate of fucking savouries from your, from your bakery. It's just so beige. It's just like little party pies. Just beige fest. I've got one post-it note for last week, though, because, you know, this album, when you're listening to it on the playlist, runs straight into spiritual cramp. And and, and, and it starts with that fucking dub thing, and you think, this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. And then they yeah. do that, that, that rock thing, and think, oh, that, well, okay, that doesn't work, but maybe they'll do the dub thing. And then they don't do the dub thing! Yeah. This is the whole point about that album! Why didn't you do the dub thing? That would have been really interesting! The, the, throw it a pen, folks. The That's first twenty own. seconds of that album is just like so full of promise, and it's like, oh man, this sounds cool. Did we? And, and I actually did. Thought, we review it? Yes, did, we did last week. Did we do this album? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that 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 big that big booming sort of dub stuff that doesn't last very long. No, no. It's going to go away really soon. But and if then they off it went. and then they come back to it at the end, and you think, why didn't you just like find a way to mash these ideas up anyway? We're not here to review last week's album. We're here to review this week's album, no matter how fucking beige they are. Um, anyway, okay, for in a couple of weeks. So this is our last new albums episode of the year, which will drop sometime between Christmas and New Year, folks. Um, I hope you have a good one with your people and uh, you, you eat and drink all the things you like to eat and drink. Um, I'm going to go for the new album by Zarface, as foreshadowed in last week's album, last week's episode. What are you going to go for as your new album? We might do a Bring Out Your Dead. Any albums you're interested in, we'll throw on the list and just just clear them off. Uh, again, foreshadowed. I'm going to go with the the Alison Goldfrapp album. I, I really like her stuff when it's good. She can do some not so good stuff, but how much? You know, how much of, of Goldfrapp was her stuff? And how much was producers and co-writers and shit? No, she used to write a fair bit of the stuff, I think, which is why I've sort of persisted with her solo career because she's done, she's done, but it, but it's a little bit too variable. Like the the good stuff is good and the bad stuff is really shit. Um, or not shit. It's 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 
boring, I guess. Um, I'd have to look up, but I'm sure I'd be interested to know what yep. was the thing that we did of hers in the past. We we did we did do something that wasn't gold frap, it was something else for sure. Yeah. We Her have new done album that. goes for two and a half hours and what? is is two <laughs> discs. No. Um, it's not it's not covers of something else, is it? No, it's not. Not that I can t- let me have a check, but oh Christ on a bike. That's a no, lot to ask you. It seems to be written by her, but no, it's um, oh. it's thirty songs, and it's uh, <laughs> two hours thirty-five. So I like much, much as like- I love I love this, doing this podcast and I, I enjoy your company. <laughs> I won't be listening to two and a half hours of Alison Goldfrapp. That's just not a thing I'm going to be doing. I think you've got a. You know how people get hall passes. I think you got a hall pass on this one. You can you can pick and choose which songs you want to listen to. I'm trying to see if it's if it's the same stuff twice, but it's not. It's it's it's, it's more new 30 stuff. Thirty new songs. It's wow. thirty new songs. She has saved them all up. And the weird thing is that the second disc has many more plays. Unless the second disc is a like a greatest right. hits. It's very odd. Because the, the disc one, there's 13 tracks, and they've all got between, what, 3,000 and 50,000 plays. And then disc two, it's all hundreds of th- six figures to a million plays. It's in- incredibly old. Interesting. And they're definitely not old Goldfrap songs? I don't, the thing is, I wouldn't recognise an old Goldfrap song by its title. That's the, that's the thing yeah. I'm not too sure about. It makes me think that I need right. to add just the first album. Which is the the less popular because I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, let's do Let, that. Let's just add the first album to the playlist. Um, the, the the fact that it's called the Love Reinvention makes me think that it might be. Well, let me have a look. Let's have a look at look. We're doing some fucking live um, research here, but let me have a look. Love Invention. I- Love Invention was a single. Actually, hang on. The Love Invention was the album. Here we go. We've sorted it. There we go. Love Reinvention is remixes of The Love Invention, which is an album from, the, from earlier this year. And The Lo- Love Invention has many more plays. So let's take- Let's, let's take let's that Let's take then. Love Invention. And again, there's disc one and then there's disc two of bullshit. So let's just take disc one of The Love Invention and put that in the playlist. And thank Christ we've come to a fucking conclusion <laughs> on this. Alison Goldfrapp, I already had your album. <laughs> Make up your mind what you are doing, woman. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what oh, else that, you got for our Bring Out Your Dead special? Uh, uh, again, or I mentioned I this. Co- no, no, you, yeah, let's you go next. Let, let's go to the Grogans. Um, they seem to collab with a whole lot of people. Um, I don't know if they're really good, but um, they exist. Give them one listen and tell them to fuck off, just so we can clear them before the end of the year. Their album's called Find Me a Cloud. I will go because we didn't actually do this, even though I th- I think I threw it out there as a as a joker. Um, Better not be H. No, the Chase and we, Status. We should the Chase and Status album, which is sort of like grime adjacent, because I think they remix a lot of that sort of vocal. No, these guys uh, are familiar. What did that? What's what's their story? These guys are familiar. I t- I talked about them a couple of weeks ago, but. I don't think I actually picked the band to do it. Why is Chase and Status familiar? I've got a horrible feeling we're going to find these guys. Find out. All right, we'll throw them in. We'll throw <laughs> have them in. That, have, that, 
have they been cancelled already? No, it's just I feel like we've either done them or we suddenly discovered this was a remix of a 2022 album or some bullshit. Uh, this is Too Rough Volume 1. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll throw that in. Um, what have we got here? Did you have a listen to the new Helmet album? I have not listened to the new Helmet album. I didn't know there was a new Helmet album. So we, mm. we might have done Chasing Status before at some stage, but I can't recognise any of their albums. Can't be worth them Pink Panthers, which I <laughs> I complained to all and sundry that anyone that would listen to me how bad my musical taste was this year for even fucking considering. Oh, you know what it is. I reckon you picked No More Idols as a classic at some stage. Because really? that album cover looks familiar. Wow. Okay. Or, or as a joker. Maybe as a joker. Probably more as a joker, because it was an old, old album that you wanted to go back to. Mm. So you reckon Helmet? Or are you calling, yeah. me, are you calling me a helmet? <laughs> well, always. Like, you can't, like, you know, can't, can't be worse than the Madness album, right? Well, I liked Helmet's last album. Um, that's that's what I thought. I thought you picked their last album. Uh, look, maybe I didn't as, love maybe it, as but a joker. I liked it. Bad news. Dead to the world. I think the album was. I think there were a limited number of good tracks on it. But um, yeah, well, well, we can do that. Um, the only other one I would I would like to throw in is a which was a real joker pick is a dude called Captain Monk, who is a like a solo instrumentalist who does all kinds of weird shit. But uh, he's he. he it reminds me vaguely of like Odelay era Beck, um, which is a good Beck. But it might just be that this one track reminds me of that, and the rest of his stuff is shit. But um, he did a track that made me think, "Fuck, that's kind of cool." Um, and he has a it's kind of a it's it's EP length in terms of album in terms of track count, but it's normal album length in terms of the actual length of the album. So, um, all right, is that enough for us? I think that's probably enough for us. I think One, that's enough. One, two, three, four, five, six albums. None of them are that long, but that's enough to keep us busy for this until until we reconvene in the um in the, the Christmas New Year perineum, uh, and <laughs> and talk about what we got up to. Did Did you want to talk about the uh, Witch Festival? Oh Jesus! So the uh, there's some festival in Austin which they seem to have deli- like very much like we do deliberately tried to find as many bands as they could that have witch in the name. They didn't find the witches because might because they're English, but they got like all in witches and witches. LA witch and witch witches witch, and they they got they got them all because there's a <laughs> and, and put them all on the same day one after another because all these bands are kind of ne- neo psychedelic fucking. Bullshit, wombly kind of, you know, smoke a lot of weed and, and disappear into the haze kind of bands. It makes entire sense that, that you could run them back to back to back. Oh, Frankie and the Witch Fingers, who are probably a little bit too upbeat for that kind of gig, but yes. I do, I do like it how it's, it's almost like if we were doing, you know, yes. we were organizing that festival, we would have done it as a laugh, you know. Or, um, or our Spotify algorithm would have, would have presented it earnestly like, you guys like all these bands, we put them all together. Yes. It's like, that's nice to make any fucking sense. Here's another band with the name Witch in the title. You are now the Witch podcast. Yes. This is it. Yes. We know the Witch. How was your um, Spotify wrapped? How did that turn out? Are you happy uh, with the results? De- no. I'm just, never happy with the results. D- destroy, destroyed. Like, normally it's. You know, pod- podcast algorithm heavy, yep. um, but the fact that all the boys had smart speakers in their rooms this year um, really—it <laughs> uh, was of a Captain little too. Uh, 
No, no, I was a little bit too Imagine Dragons heavy for my oh, for my days. Oh no! I know. I fought. I fought the good buy, fight. As, buy them headphones. Fuck this. Well, I have, but like that, they were listening to Spotify. So now they're on Apple Music. So they're safely tucked away in their own little universes. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to I'm going to reclaim the algorithm next year. Yeah. I'm only going to listen because I ended up listening. But the algorithm's to a lot of pop- bad, man. That it doesn't like it claimed it. I know there were albums I listened to more than the album. I mean, it put like DZ Death Race as my best album of the year. Now I really like that album, but I guarantee it's not going to be. I, well, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I don't think it's going to be my number one album of the year. And it barely showed that Hives album. It's just kind of what you happen to play. Basically, it correlates to did we spend two weeks listening to these albums or one? So it's whenever you don't turn up for the podcast, it's those albums that end up in the playlist more often. Well, the the one the one that did show up, which was funny, which was more pre pre album of the year listening, was that Hermanos Gutierrez album was very yeah, but you very play high that constantly because you're obsessed with Mexican uh, guitar music, like you're some kind of extra from fucking Desperado or, or El Mariachi, whatever the fucking pre- prequel was. Yes. Just want to ponce around with guitar, guitar carriers, machine gunning, fucking gun runners I, and drug I owners. can't, I can't really deny that. So, <laughs> what are you going to say? Um, oh, that. Hang on, hang on. I've got a late. Done? I've got a late edition. Late edition. T- all right, all right. Tell me, lay it on me, man. We haven't. Andy Cooper's got a new album. Uh, I Did mean, we miss this? Well, well, it's been fifteen minutes. Andy Cooper having a new album is usually, you know. It's only eight songs and twenty-one minutes. Surely we can uh, we can find in. space. I don't care. Andy, we, brick we, by we, brick by brick. We are generally pro Andy Cooper on this podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. You're in. Not likely to fucking turn up in the um in, in the end of year awards, but uh, we do like Andy Cooper, and it literally Please. dropped today, December 15, twenty twenty three. There you go. Hey, um, one one last musical thing before we go. I don't know because I drove past this. Billboard quickly. I don't know whether the, an in excess covers band or actually in excess are playing Gladstone at New Year's. What's the difference now? I that's I mean, if you've exactly got, the- they don't even have JD Fortune anymore. They don't even have Terrence Trent Darby. They just have presumably they just have some prick doing the vocals. At which point, who cares where the Gary Gary beers and the fucking the weird anti vaxxer who married Blaine Beachley? Who cares whether they're part of the band or not? Yes, that was my thought too. <laughs> but I was like So it's officially Tripping Ball's podcast position that any NXS band, whether it's the actual members or not, is a covers band. It is the the Australian NXS show. Yeah, very weird. Without without Michael Hutchinson, you're not getting him back just quietly. After no. he strangle wanked himself off this mortal call. Allegedly, allegedly. That they have parlayed the tail of that career very, very long, though. They have. I mean, they, there's no way they should have been able to keep it afloat for as long as they did. Yeah. The reality TV show and all that kind of shit, that was remarkable. That they managed to hang out in. But I think in Australia we see it differently because while they were huge in Australia, we don't really quite grasp how fucking big they were in, in the UK yeah. and in America. They that- were enormous. They were fucking that, um, huge. That Rio concert, which is, you know, like- the, the, I mean, the, everybody's big in Rio. I mean, Airborne could turn up in Rio and they would have like 100,000 people hanging off the rafters. Yeah, but that, but they were Shouts a big- to Airborne. Pl- haven't heard much from them in a lot of years. They were a big stadium band. And like, yeah. the, the, like I sort of still 
think about them as like a dirty sort of Sydney pub band, but they weren't. They were a fucking massive yeah, rock but band. But by, by the late 80s, they were a bit too produced to be that. But I suppose everybody was quite produced in the 80s. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't know whether many bands that have played that stadium in Rio to 100,000 people have also played the Glen Hotel in Gladstone on New Year's. So. Well, it's important to, you know, to have as many experiences as you can on the way up and on the way down. That's true. And ma- maybe playing the Glen Hotel in Gladstone is, is what makes them happy. Maybe. I can't imagine it would make me happy. Keep getting them checks, as we <laughs> say. Keep getting some kind of checks. Keep getting that rider of a six-pack of fucking Great Northern and a, a nasty undercooked pizza from the, the pub bistro. Yeah. All right, Doc. I will, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, when we reconvene, we'll probably be, you know, in hammock mode, but... um. Extremely uh, havoc mode. Well, well, we'll we'll have one more episode. Well, it'll be partial havoc mode because we'll, we'll review these and then we'll be uh, we'll go full yeah. havoc there afterwards. We'll, we'll we'll be into the dissection, which will be, you know, my two weeks in Tasmania. Everyone's going to have to listen to 2023 music, which will be good. Bashing it on the fucking on the, the rental Mondeo or whatever they end up giving it, and uh, and uh, I'll be Langer and Heater and fuck all, and it'll be glorious. Because uh, basically, L'Oreal style, we're worth it. Listeners, I hope you, we, we, we hope you have a, uh, a glorious Christmas break. Well, by the time you, you hear our next episode, we will be expecting you to report back on how glorious it's been. And, uh, and we also wish you a happy new year, although we'll talk to you before then. Uh, Merry Christmas to all our Serbian listeners. Yes, that was the other episode. Just tying it in. The Serbians haven't hung in for the music episode. What was the Serbian entry for fucking Eurovision like, do you think? I imagine it would have been quite violent. <laughs> would have been a rant against NBA refs. It would have been. And, and the Hague, generally. What, what are the NBA refs if not the Hague? Uh, very, very professional podcasting there. Just tying it all back in together. Yes, for the three people who listen to both episodes. Yep. We loves you. Uh, Talk to you next week. You, in, in a so. Actually, week in a bit. Good night. Shambles. Fucking shambles. Classic. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this um, Bring Out Your Dead Week. There's so much good stuff in here. I was like, I was just clicking around on Spotify having yeah. a look and it's like, a new Andy Cooper album? I don't mind if I do. Yeah, that's great. Starface, Golfrap, <laughs> Grogan's, Jason Status. Yeah, that, or Jason that, that, Statham, as I, as I call him. That's a really diverse couple of albums to listen to. Helmet, Captain Monk, and Andy Cooper. I like the, there, there's probably, there's bound to be something that doesn't suck in there. Narrator, there was nothing that didn't suck in there. <laughs>